0: It's your house, the aircons, the lights, the sound, everything runs on electricity, means power. Um, we're very privileged in that. So take that which you want to give the Lord and contribute. If you're a visitor, you don't have to. We don't expect any visitors to contribute, but the family, we do. All right. The family must contribute. now. Yeah. Take that which in your hand and we want to pray a bit. Father, thank you so much that we can come and we can worship you with our money as well. Not, our, not just our mouths, not just our time, but our money, Lord. We pray that you bless it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, please take up your offering. Good stuff. I wanna. Um, the title of the message is You Are Destined or Created for Greatness. So I just love how God can come. The Lord does this. He takes his time his calendar and puts it on hours or vice versa and overlaps Amen. and you cannot I ca- you cannot plan it like that you can't work it out like that because um i don't minister topically like you get pastors that minister topically. there's nothing wrong with that that's how they prefer to minister they prefer to go topically so every week they go and they pray and they and they hear from the lord this topic and they're going to minister on that topic. Now, I don't do that. I minister according to the Scriptures. We start in a book, and we work it through, and whatever comes up, we minister on. That's, I feel led like that, you know. I do. Because those guys that wrote the um, Bible, they wrote it by the Holy Spirit. Am I right? And they wrote it in that sequence. So they were led by the Holy Spirit. So if I minister according to that, I really feel led by the Holy Spirit so without planning it this message is a new year's message it's a new year's message without planning it you'll see now it's just god's timing on our calendar the scriptures fit it's a new year's message now i just want to question who of you would be interested in having a midnight service on new year's like a go into are there some people okay we're not going to do it this year but uh, (laughs) it's just a short notice but you know, I don't know if you guys want that. You know, somebody said to why don't we do a midnight service? And I'm like, Because I'm sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's in the middle of the night. I'm trying to sleep. But if people are willing to come out and we braai, it's going no Barry. It's no braai, no braai, We braai at ten o'clock and we and we have a midnight service, then we'll do it, Carson. lekker. And we can, I know you've got a nice vantage point when you stand here for the fireworks. For the, you know, but I know there are people that don't like fireworks. Please leave your dogs at home then. Okay. <laughs> They're not going to like it too much. All right. So, you're destined to create it for greatness. Two movements I want to le- teach you today. The metaphoric learning means when you take something home by a metaphor or a, action okay so i want you to do this for me it just do this for me With your hands going up all right and do this for me hands going out two movements okay two movements that i want to teach you or show your minister on today so reading from matthew 20 verse 20 to verse 28 then the mother of zebedee's son's sons came to him, to Jesus then, with her sons, kneeling down, other translation says, worshipping, asking something from him. And he said to her, what do you wish? So she said to him, grant that these two sons of mine may sit one on your right hand and one on your left hand in your kingdom. But Jesus answered and said, and he doesn't speak to the mother, but he speaks to the, the sons, do you not? You do not know what you ask. Are you able to drink the cup that I'm about to drink and be baptized with the baptism that I am about to be baptized with? They said to him, we are able. They didn't know what they were saying. Okay. But they did. The one was killed. The other one is marooned on an island for a very long time. That's John the Revelator. So he said to them, You will indeed drink my cup and be baptized with my baptism, that I am baptized with. But to sit on my right hand and on my left hand is not mine to give, but it's for those who, for whom it is prepared by my Father. And when the ten, these are the ten other disciples, heard it, they were greatly displeased with the two brothers. But Jesus called all twelve of them to himself, and said, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them, their authority, and those who are great exercise authority over them, yet it shall not be so among you. In my kingdom it doesn't work like that. But whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant, and whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give His life a ransom for many. we are only going to read up to that part there. You see, we all want great. We all want to be great. Every single one of us want to be great. That's why in history it's gone down. So people might remember my name. Remember my gladiator's sword. They will remember Troy, Achilles. They will remember, freedom! <laughs> they will remember him. okay? Because we want to be great. It's interesting that I read a beautiful piece on marriage, that marriage is the only relationship that acknowledges your existence forever. Because somewhere on a tombstone is written, here lies the husband or the wife of so and so. Who's been married 10 years? Just put up 10 years, all the 10 years. Okay, keep your hands up, 20 years, 30, 40, keep your hands up, keep your hands 40, 50, going 50s, 50, 60s, 100 years. <laughs> all right, so marriage works, marriage works. Amen. And it's important that we, we stop at that, at that stop street, that marriage, because they've got youngsters here that grow up in an era where they say, why should I get married? I can just live together. Okay. Just quickly statistics shows that you are two times more likely to end in divorce if you stay together before you get married. That's the statistics. All right. So if you want to be great in God's kingdom, there's something the world system works like this. Rights. The world system works like this. The higher you go up, the more rights or privileges you have. Okay. The gardener does not get a 13th check. Okay, get some, maybe a, a little Christmas. pensioners working, But they used to get, nee, don't forget now. Lang <laughs> terug, they might, they've forgotten. Nee? Um, gardeners don't have a parking for their car. Gardeners, but the CEO of a big company, he gets a 13 check, a performance bonus, and dividends, and he gets a parking for his car that's shaded, and somebody someone washes his car, and he finds his secretary. Listen, my car needs a service, and she has it serviced. There's a lot of perks, rights, rights. Okay, in the world, the higher you go up, the more rights you have. In Jesus' kingdom, when you start serving, the less rights you have. Okay, let, Jesus says it like this. Jesus says it like this. He says, foxes have holes, birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to sleep. He doesn't have a house, he doesn't have a pillow. He sleeps in the field. The King of kings left his throne in heaven, where he's worshipped by angels. Serve, they come at his command. He comes down to earth to sleep in a felt. Can you see his rights have become less? He loses. So when we start serving in God's kingdom, because we want to be great, we want to be great. You you are going to be great somewhere, either at home as a cook. As a mom, as a dad, as a worker, as a grandfather, grandmother, you're going to be great somewhere. And wherever you choose to be great, you will be a slave too. And the world doesn't give you an option. You know that the world system doesn't give you an option. Because come Monday or when leave is over, you have to go slave again. Am I right? You have to go do that job again. Some of us like it and others don't. Now. We have to go work again. Because if you don't work, you won't eat. Now, yeah, but the Lord's going to provide. No, no, no. You work like no prayer is going to help, and you pray like no work is going to help. That's the right balance. You see, God doesn't want less. His idle hands is the devil's playground. That's why retirement is not a biblical thing. Now, month Okay? So... You see, if we want to be great in God's kingdom, you've got a choice in being great in God's kingdom. In the world, you're going to have to work in any case. And a slave will work for every single thing he wants. Do you get that? In the world, you will be a slave. If the world is your master, if money is your master, everything is about money, you will be a slave to that. You don't have a choice. It's forced upon you if that is your master are you following if money is your master but matthew 6 is a value that you believe in that's in your heart what is that value is the gentiles seek after all these things but the followers of christ the children of god first seek the kingdom of god but first, number one, first, first and foremost, seek the kingdom of God. And everything else will be added unto you. So sons or daughters, legitimate children, inherit. Slaves don't inherit. Even the, if, you, if the world is your master, if money is your master, if everything is about money, and it's only about that comfort, and that's all you really focus on, and I can't tell you, you have to look in the mirror to say, who is my master? Who, my, what makes me really tick? Because that is my master. But if Jesus is your master, then you've got a choice to be a slave. He says, "If you want to be great in my kingdom, you'll start serving, and you'll be a slave. If you want to be great, okay. So in God's kingdom, ra- the rights diminish, become less. So I don't have a right to be treated in a certain way. I don't have a right to be, no, no, no. Solitaire, uh, I'm gonna come to your house. Okay, please make sure." You put that Christmas table for me. I want to eat at that Christmas table. I'm the pastor. Okay. And I want porcelain. And I only eat with real silver. You know, because I'm the pastor. Remember those people? Remember that? Okay. That's not God's kingdom. That's not God's kingdom. Oh, you need to treat me in a certain way. We went to one of the greatest days of my life being down here is... We did a house call with Indian folk, and um, they're building their house, and they're staying in their garage. And it's a big family, it's a big family. And we go there, and they got, they don't have a lot of money, so they got a two litre Coke and one cake. So they say, you eat the cake, and you drink the Coke, we'll watch. And I'm like, my missus jumps up, and I say, die cook, nee. she cuts that cake. You've never seen a cake cut so thin. <laughs> but everybody got, a, everybody got a piece, and everybody got half a cup of coke. Yeah. I went home, I was crying all the way. I cried myself to sleep because of the genuineness and the humility of these people see, they're not assuming anything. They're not assuming I must be treated in a nice way. Oh, you drive a nice car, please come sit, here. Yeah. you got a nice four by four, please come and sit, here. Yeah. Oh, you stink, just sit on the step at the back. No, it doesn't work like that. The kingdom of God says, if you become great and you want to become great, this happens with your rights. Your rights diminish and you voluntarily lay them down. You voluntarily lay them down. Kingdom of God, our responsibility grows. The higher we go up on God, in God's kingdom, the responsibility grows. This, let's just do this, everybody, with me. it grows. Responsibility grows. Okay, rights diminish, responsibilities grow. Responsibilities in what? Time, vocabulary, attitude, money. You see, in God's kingdom, you need to understand that your time is no longer your time, it's His time. And you've got a responsibility with that time. You can no longer just do what you want to do, Carson. You can no longer sit in play, PlayStation for 12 hours. Cop on. Deer die nee. And tomorrow morning, the sound men are nowhere to be found because they're on the cell phones until what time? You okay. nee. okay. Can no longer just lay idle all the time. Well, I don't have time for that. I don't feel like that. That doesn't fit my time schedule. It doesn't fit my calendar. You see, if you want to be great and you want to be great because you are destined and made and created to be great in God's kingdom, the responsibility of your time grows. How you spend your time, where you spend your time, and yes, something I want to share that's very, very important, with whom you spend your time. Okay? it's important that the church aim at the lost. Now, I want to just get this in your head. A lost person and a prodigal son are two different people. Okay? A lost person is somebody that doesn't know the good news. It's a lost sheep. They're out there. They don't know Jesus. They're not saved. They've never tasted of the, the gift of heaven. They are lost sheep. Jesus leaves the 99 for the lost. The prodigal son is the one that's tasted, that is saved and knows best. What does Jesus do? He waits for him to return. He waits for him to return. He left on his own. He must come back on his own. He or she must come to their senses. Do you follow the difference? So who I spend my time with, I must not spend my time with self-righteous people. Jesus says, watch out for the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. That leaven, that poison, that venom that they have will come on you. And it will... Start manifesting in your own life. Now, how do I know? Well, it's very easy. People that criticize but never find fault in themselves are self-righteous. Watch out. Watch out who you spend your time with. That venom will come upon you. Years ago, we go camping. Gonzalo and myself weren't married yet. This is You're going to laugh at this. And um, I am going to tell it my wife is going to say, you can't tell this, but be that is it may, so they the in the voortrekkers, everybody know the voortrekkers, it's like the scouts, they're fur voortrekkers, so we go camping with the voortrekkers, everybody go camp, all the scouts will be there, and uh, we've grown up now, so all the women, they sleep in these tents, and all the men sleep in these tents, and I'm already, the manne slaps on, ne? <laughs> I'm like, hey papi, I'm not kosher with this, yeah. And um, I didn't say I want to sleep with Gonzalo in the same tent, but we can share a tent. You know, we can, we're sleeping three and four people in a tent. Now, with all I'm like, mm. so I get I get paired up with this gentleman. He's very gentle, <laughs> very gentle. And I, I tell my wife, I'm not sure about this man's orientation. Okay, and I am not comfortable sleeping in a tent And suddenly everybody is inclined that way. You know, all the mana, because they all be like, but I was right. Years later, the guy came out of the closet. He did, he did, but be that as it may. So I decide I'm gonna go shower at 12 at night. Because I'm not showering with Ali Rimana, I'm a bit scum I promise you, I'm undressed, I put my pants on the ground, the guy comes and cracks somebody just thought. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see I like, yo, oh, I had such a skrik name. <laughs> You see, that guy that was so gentle hanged out with gentle people. Birds of a feather flock together. Okay? If you are going to spend time with drug addicts, and you're not spending time with God, you'll become a drug addict. All right? If you spend time with people that skinner and criticize, it will come on you. Watch out where you spend your time. Watch out for the leaven. Negativity. You spend time with negative people, you are going to become negative. There are five millionaires. You spend time with them, there will be a Six. You'll start thinking the way they think. You'll start talking the way they talk. You've got a responsibility. Your responsibility grows who you spend time with. Do not spend time with self-righteous people. How do I identify them? They find fault in others and never in themselves. Lord, thank you that I am not like this man, this sinner. That I can stand on the corner and pray. Remember that Jesus telling that story. Okay. He's talking about self-righteousness. People that. Says, I think these batteries are going flat. The next thing is vocabulary. You've got a greater responsibility in your vocabulary. You can no longer talk the way you want to talk. Run your mouth the way you want to run your mouth. Say people, to people, whatever you feel, to tell them with the amount of venom that you want to because you feel you can chop them down to size. In God's kingdom, if you want to be great, die is the way you say it, 90% of what we communicate is body language. 10% is what we say. You can no longer just run your mouth. Chop people down to size. Just say whatever you want to because you're upset now. Or you don't like it. Or you're uncomfortable. You can't do that. You've got a greater responsibility. Ephesians 4.29 says the following. Let your words edify the hearers of those words. Let it build them up. Let it strengthen them. Let them encourage them to now walk around. But I don't like the way you mow the lawn. Oh, you mow the lawn, you know. What are you doing? You're breaking them down. You're running your mouth the way you want to. That tells me you're still small in the kingdom of God. You are made to be great. You're made for greatness. So we have to speak. And it's difficult. Especially when a taxi swerves in front of you. Yeah. Or when you hit your finger with a hammer. Peter is obviously the king of it. He saws it somewhere off. Yeah. And then he's like, Hallelujah! I've cut my thumb! <laughs> it's not minced. <laughs> it's just cut off. <laughs> and I pluck it back. All right, so we've got a responsibility. With time, where we spend our time, how we spend our time, but most importantly, who we spend our time with. We've got a responsibility which grows regarding our vocabulary, how we talk, what we say, and how we say it to people. Because we need to build them up and edify and cause strength in their bones. You know that words can break you? Who's been broken by words before? Deflated completely. I remember years ago years ago I was a lighty this big and probably about Benjamin's size and I decided one day that I want to excel at school I wanted to excel at school I was excelling at sport but I decided I want to excel academically so I put my desk and I moved I got it, my desk and I moved it and I put everything down there and every afternoon I came home I had my my samis that Joyce, our housemaid, made me beautiful person, Loved Joyce. And then sat in my room and do and by the fourth day, my older brother walks in. He so says you're a good 2 shoe now. You know that that broke it completely for me. Just that. Just that. Broke it completely. I never went back to that desk. You see. Because I can say whatever I want to say. To whom ever I want to say. And I've just broken that person. I've just broken the little bit of resolve they had. The little bit of last the fuss bite. A krach that they have in them to stand. And I just, well that's not a good shirt. Just run my mouth. I've broken that person. You see we grow in responsibility. It's also interesting that most people that criticize don't take responsibility. They sit on a Monday expert shelf. Attitude. The next thing is attitude. So you must serve with the right attitude in God's kingdom. Deuteronomy 28 talks about these bless- if you are willing and obedient, these blessings will come over you. Okay, so willingness and obedience. So I tell my son, son. Please mow the lawn. And he gets up. And I was so hot outside. And, and he takes the lawn mower. And he's mowing the lawn. Is he obedient? Yes, he's obedient. He's doing what I'm asking. Is he willing? No, his attitude sucks. Okay? Oh, well, it's just so hard, and it's so late, you know. And I've been to church six times this week. <laughs> you know, I'm doing it, but I've got no joy in it, you know. You know, it's like a you here at the din. Leave it. It is a privilege to serve in the kingdom of God. We get to serve in God's kingdom. The king does not need me. He does not need me. He can raise up from dead bones people to do what he wants to. I get to serve. It's a privilege. And when we forget that, we're not willing and obedient. And we open a curse in our lives. Go read the rest of Deuteronomy. If you are not willing and you're not obedient, these curses will come upon you. That's what it says. These blessings, if you are willing, you want to do it, Carson, fist bump. Yeah, we get to do this. We get to do lights in the forest. We get to do it. It's a privilege. We get to greet people at the door. We get to serve coffee. We get to do it. You don't have to. Willing and obedient. See, grow. When God's kingdom, if you want to be great, it grows. It grows. What diminishes? My rights diminishes, and I give it up. My right to I don't want to do it, <laughs> like a teenager. Who knows what I'm talking about? And you ask a teenager to do the dishes. It's a four-hour debate <laughs> of whose turn it is and who did it proper and not proper. Huh? But I'm, I, I, I get this motion. I like so. I like so. I will not. I will not lose mark. that's all I want to do. It's like do the dishes that you eat out of that plate. Okay, then you wash it. Yeah, oh, but Dad, you don't wash the dishes. Well, who do you think put the food in it? You got to do your part, man. Yeah. So my attitude. So we grow in responsibility in our time, where, when, and with whom I'm spending my time, my vocabulary, how I speak to people. If I want to be great in God's kingdom, you're created for greatness. It has to grow. I take more responsibility on that. The next one is my attitude. I've got to have an attitude of gratitude, and I'll get a high altitude. All right? If my attitude sucks, I won't get altitude. You see, your personality will open doors for you. Your character will keep them open. We have certain gentlemen that we know. He came in here. Very charming personality. Very, you, you, you just want to spend time with him. You spend time with him. He's such a nice guy. Until he disagrees with you. Poof! Bro, he summons his missus. I can no. Just like that. We'll be on our bikes. And right there. Close the doors. Dunk, 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 dunk. And eventually, all alienated. All alienated. Personality will open doors for you. Your character will keep them open. If you have got a negative attitude that's part of your character, guess what's going to happen? You're not going to be asked to participate anymore. Thank you, but no thank you. Thank you for last time. We really appreciate you. But no, no longer. No more. Okay. We'll get somebody else. That's God's kingdom. We have an attitude of gratitude. Then lastly, money if you understand in god's kingdom it's no longer your money it's no longer your car it's no longer your house it's the lord's he is the master he is the owner we are the custodians we are the custodians so i cannot drive my car like i want to drive it i know how you want to drive it that's like a Kavalka. <laughs> Handbrakes and all this. Hmm? Hmm. This was how we wanted. We want to do 160, 180, 190. So we bought the new car about a year ago. I had to see how fast it goes. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't drive it there all the time. I, I wanted to see all i can say is that the cruise control switches off at 190. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the dashboard you're crazy <laughs> huh? yeah, my, yeah cruise control gets out <laughs> there's a <mother> <laughs> Um <laughs> so my house my car, is it available for the Lord? Is it available? Yeah, people say, Yeah, that's available for the Lord. When last you pick up a hitchhiker, when last that you pick up a hitchhiker and share the gospel with them. Oh, I've never done that. Whose car is that, sir? The Lord's or yours? I loved it. You went know, to Cape Town. Went to Cape Town. So I went to visit Gwazell's auntie, she's in um, Heidelberg, and I have the bus service in Somerset West. So on the way back from Somerset West, I see, and I li- just like the way the Cape Coloreds hitchhike. I like it, how they do it. They stand with a note in hand. <laughs> 20 bucks, 20 bucks. So I decided, I'm gonna, I am going to get myself a captive audience. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. So I said, Lord... I'm going to pick them all up. This is a nine-seater bus. Make So I put my gospel music on as per usual. And the first 20 bucks gets in. I say, keep your money. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Next one, stop. climb in. Get in. My Lani. My My Get in. Sit in the back. we have on to the next one. Holy are you, Lord God. And then, if you die today, are you going to heaven or hell. whole bus full of people, up and on, up and off, up and off, on and off. I confront with the gospel, but why? It's not my vehicle, it's the Lord's. It's working in His kingdom, it's serving. I was praying for this one guy. He was bawling it. I hails, Papa. The Holy Spirit's there, touching him. Working in his life. I had prophetic word for this one lady. The last lady that I dropped off, the Lord gave me word for her. She starts crying. The Lord says, now you bless us, woman, with geld work. I say, well, it's not my money. It's the Lord's money. Well, what do I have in my wallet? Lord, there's only a 50 here. Give her the 50. Not the change, though. Eh? But give her the 50. The Lord bless you. He loves you. You see, you want to be great in God's kingdom? The, the responsibility grows with your money. That equals your house, your car, your finances, what you do with it. Now, if you've got millions and millions and millions, you don't have to all give it all to the church, but you could. <laughs> We've got some plans, but you, don't, you, you pray. You speak to the Lord. Say, so, Lord, what do you want me to do? don't criticize the person that does don't do that you might just break the last bit of strength they have so you've got a responsibility so, so where does this start being great in God's kingdom number one you have to enroll You have to enroll. Years ago, I got scammed out of some money because a guy phoned me and sent me an email, all legit, manier, sir, sir, you've won. You've won. I won myself minus two and a half thousand rand. Okay, scammed. And then my wife and myself learned a valuable lesson. You can't win if you didn't enter. It's rocket science. I put that in my book of wisdom. You can't win if you don't enter. And I don't enter competitions. I never do. So, how many times people phone you? Sir, is this Mr. Kun speaking? Yes, you have just won. I said, but I didn't enter. No, no, we drew your number. I said, are no, you're scamming me. That's it, because I didn't enter. Does that make sense if you don't enter you can't win god's kingdom you can't become great if you don't enroll if you don't enter into his kingdom how do you do that you surrender your life you surrender that's how you do so 2024 is a year where we as a church can be even greater in our community we can reach more people more lost for the lord but we need to enter How do I enter? I surrender my life to Jesus. I don't give my heart to God. I gave my heart to God. You're not saved by what you give, you are saved by what you receive, the eternal gift of God. You have to receive the gift. That's what 2 Corinthians says. That's what John 1, 12 says. You receive Christ. Now, I can't force him down your throat. I would love to. There's a lot of people that really just say, ah, and. force him a bit of jesus now but i can't do that because i'm not a dentist (laughs) the dentist forces you Say, "Ah, you have to choose say lord jesus i receive you into my life i want you as my king i want you as my savior every place would you buy your heads let's just give people the opportunity to do that, bow your heads, close your eyes, if you look at me, this ha ha, you mustn't look at me now, (laughs) okay, if you have never surrendered your life to Jesus, all I'm going to ask is that you look at me, if you've never surrendered your life, just look at me, thank you, all right, thank you. Thank you. So let's pray together. Thank you. We're going to pray together as a church. Dear Lord Jesus, I choose today to enroll in your kingdom. I choose to open my heart and receive you as my Lord, as my Savior, as my Redeemer, and as my King. Come and live in me, I ask in Jesus' name, thank you for saving me now, Amen. If you've prayed that for the first time, please come talk to me. So now that you've enrolled, the second is a choice. Jesus says, if you choose to be great in my kingdom, you have to choose to get involved. You have to choose to serve you must choose that no one can force it i can't come with a whip no it doesn't work like that you have to choose to enroll so how it works in this congregation is that you start with training we've got training on wednesday nights we'll put it out the schedule no one serves in this church without training why because we have to talk the same language very easy we have to be united in what we communicate we have to understand the values that we carry. You see, if I ask you, what's the difference between salvation and repentance? You need to know. Because you're going to work with unsaved people. And when you work with an unsaved person and now Evelyn says, Yeah, but you know, you've got to repent. You've got to repent. And Rustin says, but you've got to be born again. You've got to be born again. And then the guy's like, well, it's repent And now Evelyn gives him a different definition than Rustin. Rustin is different... Now we've confused the fish. Now, I the scarping. We have to communicate. Yes, the repentance is what you do. You turn away from your sin. The ugly things in your life, the sinful things, are Sin. you turn away from them. That's what you do. Being born again is something the Holy Spirit does in you, He creates something new. Now, we have to communicate. So that's why we do trainings. You start with the training on Wednesdays now you say i am willing that's number one to say i'm willing if you can't even finish a six weeks course how are you going to finish a year's service hello if you're going to be begrudgingly come to a course guess what you're going to do when you serve exactly the same okay so now rather than being a blessing you're causing people to run away from the lord because who wants a God that makes you unhappy like that? Who oh, wants well, the Lord? <laughs> it's just too far to drive? You know I've been here so many times. Come on. You see, we have to have the right. That's the first. And the second thing is, enroll yeah to serve. Well, I'm saying, yeah, because I'm the pastor, yeah. I won't be a very good pastor and say, go enroll in another church to do it, will I? (laughs) It's like counterproductive. But enroll in the church to serve. You know that Peter is finishing up at the sound desk now, but we might have two people that are willing to serve in the sound desk. Two people. We've got two ladies at the children's church. No one else. We've got three couples willing to greet. We've got a couple of people, we've got a handful of people willing in the kitchen. If we want to be great, our responsibility needs to grow. Yeah, but you know, i got my business. Yes. And i got my children. Yes. All the excuses in the world tells me that God is not first. I have to put the Lord first. If we want to be great in 2024, I've said this many, many times. I don't want to be a pastor that serves a congregation. I want a congregation that serves the community. That's God's kingdom. Not one peanut running around. How can I serve you? How can I serve you? How can I serve you? How long will he last? Ten years and he's done. Cooked. But have you a congregation serving a community? Many hands make light work. And suddenly you reaching where I can't. I don't have your clients. I don't work where you work. I don't have your friends. I can't bring the gospel to them. You can. I can train you. I can train you to do that. I'm here Wednesday night after Wednesday night after Wednesday night after Wednesday night after Wednesday night. Training. That's enrolling in service. I'm here. On a Sunday morning, I want to show you that I'm asking, I'm leading, because God expects us to lead as we serve and serve as we lead. Okay? I'm here on a Sunday morning, 6 a.m. We've got a 7.30 service with five people. Then we have this service, Wednesdays. That service. I do marriage counseling. I do other counseling. I do Alice into the nights late. I'm serving. Show you that's what you do in God's kingdom. And I don't do it. Oh, good, I'm serving. I'm serving. Oh, it's so terrible to serve. Well, I walk out here on a Wednesday night. I don't fall asleep until 12. I'm fired up. Fire it up. Why? Because the Holy Spirit starts doing stuff through you and for you. If you want to be great in God's kingdom, number one, you have to enroll. Number two, you need to enlist somewhere you want to serve. Go home, go pray, go ask the Lord, Father, where do you want me to serve? It's easy. You'll align it with your giftings. If your gifting is shyness, if your gifting is shyness, come do puppets with me you will love it, you will love it, I promise, behind that curtain, no one sees you, it's (laughs) just… Let's close us eyes and we pray together. So keep your hands open to receive the blessing. Father, we thank you so much for your presence. Thank you, Lord, that you have created us to be great in your kingdom. And not like the world where we expect to be served, but to become slaves to our master, Lord Jesus. To serve his body. To serve the lost. Lord, we want to give up our rights. And take up our responsibilities. Lord, come show us where you want us to be involved, where you want us to serve. Father, I bless your children this morning with an attitude of gratitude. I bless them with an excellent spirit, the spirit of the Holy Spirit inside of them. Because you, whatever you've done and made, is excellent. Father, I bless them today with the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Let's go have some coffee for those cappuccino people. All right.